What's good, everybody? First, before you listen to this podcast, I just want to say I love you guys and just appreciate with all my heart. Um, I hope everybody's doing super well. I also want to talk about the new hit show, Tea with Gary V. Every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Gary. Um, Tea with Gary V, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., two hours of me doing Q&A with people individually the deepest, deepest in-depth that I've ever done, more than Ask Gary V. I'm super excited about it. It's on facebook.com slash Gary every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. It's a smash if you go on social media, people are freaking out. Maybe my best content pillar ever. If you wanna get your questions on it, you can ask at 212-931-5731 on my community app. That's where we're taking the questions from, and what I mean by that is you ask the question there, use hashtag T with Gary V, and then somebody from my team goes in there and contacts you and actually gets you to be in the prompt for asking the question on the show in video form on Zoom, which is the infrastructure I'm using to then distribute out to Facebook. T with Gary V, the new smash hit show, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern. West Coast, wake up at that 5.45 time, brush your teeth and get on it. We got a lot of West Coast people on it. Hope you enjoy it. Hope I see you there. Love you guys. See ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What up, podcast? For today's episode of Tea with Gary V, Gary talks with 14 different people about the impact of COVID 19 on their daily lives, adjusting to the unforeseen circumstances, and how perspective is critical. Do you want to know how you can chat with him? Check the link below as well as hit him up and leave a review to let us know what you thought, and I hope you enjoy. Good morning on this beautiful Tuesday in March, last day of March, March 31st. It has been an interesting month for so many of us. This is Tea with Gary V. Uh, I am your host, Gary Vaynerchuk. I am humbled. Uh, this has been an incredible series, two hours of Q&A. We're going deep. We're going deep as fuck. Let's get into the first question, Justin. First up will be Rashad. Really excited about this episode. Good morning. Good morning, Rashad. How are you? Good, good. How are you, Gary? Thanks for having good. me. Yeah, of course. Where are you from? Um, from Austin right now. And um, very, very excited to be here. Thank you. And what can I, I answer have, for you? Yeah, I have a let me let me give a little quick background about myself. Uh, it has been a journey. So I was born and raised in Iran. And I graduated from high school in Westchester, Pennsylvania, went back for college back to Iran, um, got my associate degree in architecture over there. And then long story short, right now I'm a real estate agent here in Austin. And I guess the, the question that I have for you is more of a mindset kind of question. So there has been multiple times in my life that I've reached my uh, short-term goals and and after that you know like I start feeling like accomplished and feeling good about myself and then I stop <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean so so I mean how do you manage to don't stop keep going and and just grinding make a macro goal well you know I, I mean like the bigger okay yeah, I mean, you know, for me, I want to be the greatest entrepreneur of all time. And that comes in the form, in my opinion, of not only building successful businesses, but giving back to the most people in the entrepreneurial game. And I want to buy the New York Jets professionally. And, and those are my professional kind of goals outside of who I am as a human. And so I think you need to make bigger goals because there's a huge, I'm with you, there's a huge letdown 
I made a video already that says today's the worst day of my life and it's the video I'm gonna play when I buy the New York Jets. There's a letdown if you love the process and I think you love the process and I think when you achieve that goal, there's always an inherent letdown. When I go on vacation, I look forward to it for so long that when I get there on day one, I'm actually more upset because it was more fun the weeks before getting pumped for it than the actual event. And right. So you understand, right? So yeah. you and I may share that DNA. I think you need to make much bigger fucking goals. I, I, to be honest with you, whatever I have in my mind, I just know I'm going to achieve it. I know I'm going to be there because well, I, I work go, very go, hard. Go, go big, big, big. Make yourself uncomfortable. You might be making yourself too comfortable. You might like the idea of achieving goals more than right. actually achieving goals. Do you see where I'm going? You may like, you know, like little goals that are achievable. You might be subconsciously trying to portray that you can make shit happen by keeping shit small. You might have so much more in you. You see where I'm going? Yeah. And by the way, one of the reasons you may be upset is you might actually realize that you're making small goals. It may look good to everybody else, but you somehow deep inside know that you've got so much more in you. You need to make bigger fucking goals, bro. I, I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Cause um, so I'm like, I've, I've been listening to you and I like the idea of going slow and actually yes. trying to build it. So when I first started for the, for the first month, nothing happened right now before this whole COVID-19 happened, I ended up like closing. I, I, I'm just doing leasing right now. I don't, I don't do bigger deals cause I'm just starting. So starting. I was, yeah, I was, I was leasing like three to four homes every week. And I've been to this town for not even a year. And, it. and it's just like, you know, and I'm, I'm feeling big, like. Big, what bigger if, goals, bro. Your, your goal, we're talking real estate now, homes. Yeah. Your goal should be the number one real estate agent in New York City. Not even in Austin. Just, just Not, fuck Austin. <laughs> Austin's small. It's a beautiful, by the way, I love Austin. It's epic. Right. And by the way, that's exactly right. Notice the difference between where we're at. Like, you're like, hey, I'm going to be like a top player in Austin. And I'm like, that's cool. But like, what about being the number one agent in New York City? Right. Now, all of a sudden, you got a big goal. Now, all of a sudden, right now, you're just fucking renting in Austin. You're seven years. You're 12 years away from being number one in New York. That's what makes a fun, slow, big you know, you're not going to achieve it tomorrow and then be sad the next day kind of goal. You need a framework play. Thank you. I, I, you're welcome. You see it? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I do. Thank you. Appreciate I know. I can it. see Thanks you see it. Me. You got yeah. it, brother. Take care. Cheers, bro. All right. We're off to a good fucking Thank Cheers, you. bro. We're off to a good fucking start here on Tea with Gary Vee. I'm fired up with that. That was some real advice, something that's probably going to help a ton of you this morning. I appreciate Maria Genevieve, uh, Rock Dance Theater, thank you so much. Dr. Clinton Bainey, the chiropractor, you're getting a follow. I'm your 85th follower, Clinton Bainey. That's what happens when you share this show on Twitter. Casey Langley, boom, a little like for you, a little follow. I'm your 678th, and I'm retweeting you, Casey, so you're going to get some new love. Um, tea time, tea time. Devin Alexander, always here with us. Dr. Tahreen, always here with us. Abby Galvez, you get a little like, you get a follow. I'm your 75th follower there. And Tom is in the building with a beanie nonetheless. I love it. <laughs> how are you? How you doing, Tom? I'm doing okay, man. How are you doing, Gary? Really well, actually. 
Good. I want to shout out uh, your team, Gary V and Dustin, man. They do an awesome job. Thank you. Uh, Thank for you that. for that. I appreciate I them. They're fantastic. So um, good to talk to you. Background, I've got 22 years background uh, in live theater, guerrilla theater, independent theater as an actor and director. Ran one company for 13 years, ran a mixed-use art venue for three years. I got nine novels published with uh, Random House and Simon & Schuster. That wow. was cool. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, I got to write for the comic book Spawn a few years ago for a few issues. Wow. That was really cool. Oh, wow. wait for it, wait for it. Um, and then I've gotten to write some uh, scripts for app video games, like phone games and stuff like that. Really cool. Um, just finished shooting my first short film a couple months ago. That was a good time, had a great time. Um, one of the problems I'm having though, I've been, I've read your books, watched the videos, all this stuff, and everything resonates really deeply with me. I'm trying to tell all my writer friends, like, you gotta watch Gary Vee, it's gonna totally change everything. Um, the issue I'm having though is translating everything I hear you teaching, uh, everything you're doing on Tea Time, to a sort of strictly entertainment based business because the margins are slim as fuck, you know, and um, I'm sure you've probably encountered this too with, with your writing, like people hear, oh, Random House or Spawn, or like you can just walk in and get a job with whoever. Like, no, it doesn't work that way, dude. It does not work that way. So no. I, need like, I need like a thousand followers to pay me two bucks a month and I'm good. <laughs> like, that's it, that's all I need. Is, um, is that how you're thinking? Yeah, that's really it. Well, I, got, I got good news. We're gonna go right into this. Literally during the first 45 seconds of this, I'm like, fuck, should I hire this guy? You're clearly wildly <laughs> creative. Where do, where do you live? Phoenix. Phoenix. So let's play it out. I, okay. when I, you know, just kind of, you know, I'm, and you know this, I'm not the biggest fan of subscription or content based businesses, but I'm a huge fan of access. So when I actually hear a thousand people paying you two bucks a month, right? Cause you're like, dude, I need $2,000 a month. Right. Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. Dude, writing for spawn, having, Books published. What kind of books were they, by the way? They were uh, the ones that the, they were traditionally published were uh, young adult and horror, basically. Dude, you're all, you're a very yeah you're a you're a couple things run through my mind. I'm pretty pumped right now. I think I'm gonna fucking change your life right here on the spot. I'm not even kidding. Do it. A uh, couple couple things. One, that level of ability to write in a world where so many people want to be writers, mm -hmm. I think that you should create a a, a business where once a week, you send a detailed curriculum. You know, you clearly can write that out. Um, and, and two times a month, there's tea with Tom, or there's, you know, a, a two-hour closed live stream, right? Mm -hmm. A Zoom, a closed Zoom, um, where, or whatever holds a thousand people. I don't know if Zoom holds a thousand, but I think that you can easily, just on what I just heard, easily create a $5 a month business. You charge people $5 a month for, for, for a weekly email and a bi-weekly live closed two-hour session, pure Q&A with the pure agenda of helping people become better writers. Yeah, okay, so let's- Number two, number two, immediately starting yesterday, I want you to go to your best illustrator design friend, which you clearly have made through these years. Yeah. And I want you to create your Star Wars. Now let's explain, let me explain what I mean by that. I want you to go to the well in your head and I want you to create 
three to four characters in a make-believe land. And I want you to create an Instagram account around this land. What I want ultimately is for you to sell 35 to $70 hoodies with these characters on them. But God forbid it takes off miraculously on Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> it could lead to some, I, you know this, IP is where the money is in what you do. Yeah, for sure. So you need to take the leap and actually create the get along gang, create, you know, you, Star Wars is the apex. You create, when I hear how awesome you are, where your ambitions financially are so low, because you love what you do so much. I'm like, fuck, this is a layup. This guy's probably, what's your, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pre-sell $5 a month for you right now. Literally right now. What okay. is your email? What is your email? Tom at TomLevine.com. Great, even better. Like, no, it's okay, it's okay. I just wanted to be, cause you're probably about to get 40 to 500 emails. <laughs> okay. So Tom, uh, Dustin, can people see Tom Levine's name in the bottom left-hand corner like I can see it? Yeah, they can see it. And I'm also looking Good. on LinkedIn and the feedback looks really positive there. You mean the comments? Yeah, like they're really into this, like Tom Concept. and everything. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Tom's very sweet and has good vibes. Tom clearly, <laughs> let me just say this very quickly. Listen, I've been doing this a long time. I don't do this often. Tom's got too many W's on his board. You know, like you just don't get to write for fucking Spawn. You just don't. You just don't get to. Like, like you just don't get to, you don't get to write nine books that are published by real publishers, even if they didn't sell for shit. And I mean that, Tom, like, you know, obviously, you know, maybe they did sell, maybe they didn't, but it really is completely irrelevant. Like getting to that point, you, don't, you know, it's very clear to me that you're a creative fellow. And I, I really do believe that there's a ton of people that can benefit from a well thought out email or, you know, plans, ideas. Tom, basically, actually, let me ask a couple questions. Do you think yeah. that you can, that you can send 52 emails a year that you have 52 thoughts, ideas, strategies, like, you know, inspirations. And if it was something you really focus on, do you think you can help people become better writers? Yeah, I do that already. So not to that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> and, and you like the idea of spending two hours every two weeks on live with thousand people on the. Yes. Good. Okay. Can I, you can do anything. Okay. So, so I, I, I totally agree. I think that's great. I did it a little bit before and maybe a little bit is the problem. I've tried something similar to that and it didn't work. So now how- Let's talk, let's talk. What am what I doing? Do? So well, last see. year- well, well, first of all, I'm probably just gave you a hundred customers and, and it's that you're probably gonna have a hundred customers before, by the time I hang up with you. So that might Thank be, you. you might've just needed a little bit of a, a starting point, but let me yeah. listen to make sure you don't fuck it up. Go ahead. So uh, listening to you over the last few years, like I did, I was doing a, a weekly, uh, it was, first it was a Facebook live and then a YouTube live. Um, where it was just talking to different people, doing some writing stuff like that, some coaching and whatever else. I really enjoy teaching writing. It's a lot of fun. Um, and one right. of the things uh, that regardless of whatever the class is about that I always tell people is like, as soon as you decide someone should pay you for writing fiction, you just started a small business and nobody's telling writers that. Nobody's telling them that at all. And it pisses me off. Um, Good. So yes, yeah, so I've already kind of been doing that, but it's, it's, you know, we're talking six, seven, 10, 15 viewers tuning into that so clearly i'm doing something wrong i assume i'm doing something wrong to get that sort of viewership up in the first you place may, you might be a great writer and a great uh creative and a great teacher and you just might not be a great marketer and that's okay yeah right yeah. right like like you know to me 
when you were done with that live, did you post produce it and take all the questions and thoughts and make 83 or nine or 14 piece of content and put that on Instagram and things of that nature? Have you yep. taken a hundred dollars and learned how to run ads on Facebook and Instagram? Right. Not well, no. Right. So like, have you run pre-roll YouTube where you pop up and say, Hey, I've got, you know, oh, there's no. like so many, yeah, mm -hmm. there's like, again, in the same way that if, I mean, God, if God forbid I was creative enough to create Spawn like McFarlane or to be able to write, I probably have Hunger Games. I probably have Spawn on my resume already because I know how, I've made myself a superhero, let alone, yeah. and I'm a fucking businessman. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. really know, I know that part. So a couple things. It's irrelevant because I'm telling you right now, Tom, at Tom, L-E-B-E-E-N.com, mm. like, you're about to have, 400 emails in your inbox. I, actually, I, I need you to tweet me in an hour and tell me how many people have hit you up. So it's Tom at Tom, L-E-V-E-E-N.com. Um, I think your business is five bucks a month, not two. It's five yeah. bucks a month, which is okay. fucking nothing. It's nothing. No, nothing. It's, nothing. it's $60 a year. The amount of people that want to be writers that are watching right now that pay 60 bucks for two books that bring them no value yeah. a year is a ton. Oh, yeah. It, uh, do you know what platform you're going to use to charge five bucks a month and like how to put it behind a closed uh, live stream and things of that nature? If you don't, and I can see you're grinding your mind, if somebody knows what platform Tom should use to create a closed community that charges, uh, I haven't monetized my audience, but I'm sure there's a ton of smart things, whether in Squarespace, whether in WordPress, whether in something yeah. else that I don't know. Um, so please hit up Tom in the title. If you hit up Tom with that, Say, Tom, I know how to help you monetize. Tom, literally 15 people from my community right now are going to email you at Tom at Tom, L-E-V-E-E-N.com. They're going to tell you what platforms to use. You're going to set that up today. You're going to put your bank account there. You're going to name it Tom's writing course, whatever you decide. You're then going to email back all 100 to 500 people that have just emailed you at Tom at Tom, L-E-V-E-E-N.com. And you're going to say, yo, I'm so flat. Probably you should probably reply to them first as soon as you hang up and be like, I'm so flattered. I'll get back to you in 24 hours. You set it up, you send them the email and you know, 80% of the people that email you, because some people back out between their hype right now and tomorrow, 80% of those people are going to sign up and you're going to have a base. And then you're going to take this recording. Once I put it on YouTube, learn how to splice it out nice. and then take this and then start posting this video because this is your sales pitch. And now you froze for me. And I love how you froze. You're like looking up in the air. Dustin, did he freeze for you too? Yeah. Okay, big oh, mouth, he he's back. Yeah. All right. Tom, you're back. I'm back. <clears throat> That's it, bro. That's five it. bucks a month, five bucks a month, once a week email, very detailed. Maybe, maybe I recommend maybe giving them five links. Like I want you to put work in for their five bucks. So oh, sure. I, I want you yeah. to like find maybe one to three links every week on the internet of things that they should watch or read, right? I think mm -hmm. I want you to write, you know, I, I could see that you've got it in you. So you write, you know, today's learning is about character creation. Today's learning is about, you know, a writer's block. Today's, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and then, yeah. and then, and then maybe on your third live stream that you do for two hours every two weeks on the third one, which is a month and a half in, maybe you bring in somebody who's a real friend of yours, who's highly accomplished or, or, or like, you know, somebody you admire. And I, I think when I hear five bucks a month from somebody that's got it like that, I see a real business. 
Okay, doke. All right. Do you have access to your email right now? I do. Yeah. Can you tell me real uh, quick how many emails you got? Yeah, sure. Um, something that might be helpful for other people listening to, as long as we're doing that, is uh, dealing with. I, I don't like the term imposter syndrome personally, but that's a shorthand that everybody understands. Because um, everyone, again, like, oh, you did this and you did that. Like, yeah, but I still, I still think I suck, though. What, what do we, what do we do with that? You know what I'm saying? We go to therapy so that we can shit on our mom or dad who put that into our head and, uh, and then move on with our lives. Fair enough. That, that's insecurity. You know, that that's just insecurity. insecurity. And yeah. that's somebody, that's DNA uh, or parenting. How are we doing, Tom? 24 so far. Very nice. Good little start. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's insecurity yeah. that was put inside of you. The results are too obvious. Your kind energy is too obvious. You need to fucking cut that cancer out of your body. That's bullshit. You're clearly not an imposter. You clearly got it. 24 people are interested in you right now or interested in um, helping you. Uh, a lot of them are captivated by this video right now. And as I transition to the next person, they're going to email you. Um, and so uh, I'm, as I transition here, I'm going to literally tweet out your email uh, to help everybody make it faster. So I wish you well, brother. You've got this. This is Layup City. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you back, brother. Have a great day. All right. Give me one second, Dustin. Justin, what was his, what was his uh, last name? Even though I pronounce it L-E-V-E-E-N. V-E-E-N? Yeah. L-E-V-E-E-N. Yeah, correct. Yeah, people are really, really into Tom, like all, both on Facebook and- Bro, I'll be honest with you. I might pay, I might sign up for it, right? Because <laughs> like, like, I might want Ragop to do it. Like, you know how much we're into character creation. Like, like yeah. I think so many people can invent a little character that they've been doodling their whole life, write a little, learn how to write a little bit of an origin story, post like crazy on Instagram, and then like literally, you know, weirdly build up a, a following and then minimally have a $25,000 a year merchandise business, hoodie, hat, t-shirt. I don't think people get it. And then God forbid somebody from Hollywood sees it and fucking turns it into a Netflix animated show. Like people don't get it, man. Life is amazing when you fucking take it by the fucking throat. Hello. Hey, Gary. Oh, wait a minute. I see, oh, I hear it. One second. Hold on. Okay, no worries. Who are we doing? Is it Jody? Is Jody. It okay, good. I didn't think that was your, I didn't think that was your voice, Jody. So how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Mr. B? I am super well. Um, so I have a wildly specific um, question about a dilemma that I'm currently facing in my business. Um, been a background. So I'm a fashion designer and I've been actively developing my luxury streetwear label for about three and a half years before becoming an official LLC in January. Um, it's called Gnarly. K-N-A-R-L-I. Uh, and I design unisex reversible knitwear produced in a highly sustainable um, manner that's virtually zero waste using 3D knit technology. Um, I plan to launch for public sale next month, but coronavirus literally chased my production from China to Italy and now LA and Brooklyn. Um, and actually this halt is really good because it's kind of forced me to stop and think twice about production. Um, I'm at a point where I need to decide whether to continue with my original plan of starting with flat knitwear, make money, and then transition into 3D knitwear, or skip the flat knitting and jump 
right into 3D knitwear um, because flat knitting production has ended up being a lot more expensive than I anticipated. Um, and it's only about 20 to 35% less than 3D knitting. Um, I'm, I'm following. So isn't 3D knitting a big part of the gnarly brand story? Because it's like the first thing that came out of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, well that's your fucking answer. Okay. People make, financial, people make financial decisions all the time that compromise the story. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because when I was first going in there, it, it's a lot more um, easier and accessible to do the flat knitting first. But, um, and especially when people, when I first Jody, people pick ease, people pick faster, people yeah. pick more money over the story. Right, right. Okay, cool. And then story. I, like gnarly with, me, a K, gnarly with a K's story is the 3D part. Right. You were compromising it for convenience. Right. Which, and it, which it was says, also a lot of, um, I was reaching out to 3D manufacturers and on-demand um, manufacturing for a while. And because I'm a small startup and, you know, I look young, there's a lot of um, rejection. Cynicism. Because, yeah. Yeah, sure. Let and me, I get it. You know? Let me ask you a question. How many? There, how many what? How many did you reach out to? Four, but there's only like four that are within my reach in America. Understood. I respect that. So it's, yeah. So, because 3D knitting, I mean, it's like super small. There's only two, main, one manufacturer technically of that machine. Um, yes. So, okay. Thank you. I are also, you going to be able to get them to do it though? Yeah. I mean, yes. See, yeah, because... After I actually had someone reach out to me back again, one of the people that rejected me last year, and now Perfect. as they saw kind of the traction that it's getting with my branding, they're kind of more interested. Um, and so I have a feeling that if I really, really push it, I can get it to happen, but I do really need to push it and be able to sell that story. And it is a lot more. Uh, have you considered pre-selling product? Yes, I, yeah, I have completely. But the problem is, is I need to be able to hunt that manufacturer down and do what I need to. And the way well, listen, I don't, don't fear pre-selling if you know, don't fear it because if God forbid you can't make it, you can return the money and, and do something nice because you weren't able to deliver. Sure. Sure. Right. So like all of a sudden, yeah. God forbid you can't, maybe you send back the money and some, you, you design a little handkerchief by hand and send it to them. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. don't fear, don't fear it. Do you think it's a good, good idea to, because my idea of doing this pre-selling Kickstarter um, campaign was to do it directly straight through my official website rather than doing something through like a Kickstarter, like official. I like that. Yeah, I think you could do it on fucking, you could do it on fucking Instagram and post a photo right. of it, of the design of one that you've made and, and absolutely crushed that way too. Okay, cool. I mean, that's awesome. I, I call that, I call that ghetto Kickstarter. You just post it on Instagram and say, DM me if you want it. <laughs> Word. Straight up. You know what I mean? It also yeah. builds community that way. Sure. 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 Can I also throw in um, another question that, uh, real quick. What kind of advice would you have for someone that has literally zero business experience and is a designer artist background? 
Um, what there's, only, there's, yeah, there's two things. One, you bring in a business partner and you actually give her or him a percentage of the business. Sure. Or two, you realize that Tommy Hilfiger and, and Tom Ford and many others didn't have it either and fucking figured it out over time. Cool. Michael Kors figured it out along the way. Right. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Did you, did you have any entrepreneurial skills as a kid? Like sell a blow pop, have lemonade? Like, is it in you at all? Do you think? I mean, I, I, from, from the time I was out of the womb, I mean, I've known I was going to be a fashion designer and that like drives that moves me. But as I've kind of like went through FIT and my graduate studies, it has been um, my, the way I design is a lot about, um, marketability and saleability in my design. It's not about artsy shit, you know? Yep. So I am, I am not an entrepreneur, but I have a business sense. You have a that. commercial capability. Exactly. Exactly. Cause I recognize the, the you're, you're, hope, hopefully you'll be in a position where you can hire around your weaknesses, yes. whether that's your board to do the accounting or things of that nature. Right. But if you find yourself, you're so young still, you find yourself in two or three years that you need to bring in a business partner, then that's what you do. Yeah, I mean, that's the absolute dream is to be able to do that. I'm like really working sunset to sunrise or the other Never, day. never, never, never compromise your story. You got very lucky that this pandemic happened because it gave you another chance to not compromise. Sure, right. I appreciate that very much. Awesome. Take Have care. a good day. You Thanks. too. Bye-bye. It's a really good tea session. I really, really like it. Paul Hutchinson in the building. He's sharing. Devin Alexander always sharing. Easterk. He gets a follow. I'm follower number 656 for my man Lee out in Topcliffe, England. I appreciate everybody sharing the screenshots. It's really, really cool. I see all the screenshots and I am absolutely, absolutely extra credit for the Facebook links because I retweet those. Like retweet the ones that are putting the Facebook li links. Derek Morgan and Dean Carver just got some new audience. Ooh, a LinkedIn link. Got to give Charlie a little tweet there. Let's see what else is happening here. All right, Dustin, what's going on? We've got a little delay? No, I was just waiting on you. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to go. Thank you so okay. much. I'm ready to go. Cool. Aiden is on. Aiden, what's good? Gary. <laughs> Where are you from, bro? Uh, Connecticut. Awesome. What can I help you with? So I'm a junior in high school right now, and obviously we're having all the junior planning and all that right now. It's online now, too, so. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> So I don't think I want to go to college and I know you don't have like a positive or negative view on college necessarily. Correct. I have, but, a, um, self I have a self awareness view. Like it is for some, it is not for others. Yeah. I, I really hate it for people that it's not for who collect debt. That scares the shit out of me. Um, I love it for people that need it to get to the degree to do their passion because they wanted to be a doctor their whole lives. So it's a, it's definitely a, a, uh, it's not a one size fits all game. Uh, and then I also worry about the pressure of parents who think it's the only way. Yeah. My parents don't, they're not going to make me do anything, but it's like the counselors and all that telling me to go. Well, but, good news. Um, 
the counselors are the people yeah, who at least have to worry. It's like a counselor. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Susan. You know, okay. But um, yeah. So how I've made my money since I was young. I mean, I umpired for a little bit. That was the only job I've ever had, like for somebody. And then from there, I raked yards. Now I do landscaping, all that. And I just started a um, like a virtual tour company for realtors. Interesting. So tying that into the whole college thing, I, I always thought of it like if I can make a certain amount of money per month before I have to decide. like That would be the then, decision. Yeah. Is that a good way to look at it? It's a great way to look at it, especially if you keep your finances down and especially if your parents are willing to let you live in your home, then you're fucking set because you almost need no fucking money. Or if you got four other buddies that are going to like the local college or college by you or, or, or not college that you can crash with so you can keep your expenses down. Like I think the shithole house with four ambitious kids is like an incredible environment, right? So you got to make sure you're going into a house with other hustlers, not... Lo- the local community college where all the kids are just fucking like, don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. So your environment's got to be proper. I think the other thing to think about is I do think there's an emergence of kids like you getting jobs for guys and gals like me. So one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is for example, marketing is something you'll always need. So, you know, is it, is it better for you to work at Vayner media for, you know, 40k a year and commuting from Connecticut two hours every day then and, and learning for two or three years and then stealing take not stealing taking that skill and applying it to your business when oh by the way news alert you're only 21 now so I've been thinking a lot about like you know how I always say get close to the sun I don't know if you've ever heard me say that but like go work for the person you want to be like you know like like for example if you like fell in love with landscaping can you do like a month's worth of homework and find seven or eight guys and gals who built the best landscaping businesses from scratch, from being a kid that mowed a lawn. And could you like cold DM them, LinkedIn them and email them and say, I want to be your apprentice. I'll come and work for fucking nothing and grind for a year, but I'd like to learn. And they're in like Alabama and you're here and you go down there for a year. Do you see where I'm going? there, There is another, there is a different college where you get paid to fucking learn wisdom that might take you 15 years to learn your own way but you actually get paid to learn that wisdom and over the course of two or three years yeah that makes sense <laughs> you see what but you need to go work for an entrepreneur and you need to tell yeah. that entrepreneur i'm here i'm gonna get paid dick i'll pick, get paid very little but i'm here to learn so please can we have drinks or a coffee once every two weeks because I know you're busy and you can give me 10 minutes of wisdom and I can ask you questions of observations. Can I be your assistant? Aiden, one of the greatest jobs in the world is to be the admin assistant, you know, to a fucking winning entrepreneur. You will learn so much. It's uncanny. Admin assistant. Yeah. Just literally be somebody's assistant. If you were my assistant, you would learn more in six fucking months than you would learn in business school in your whole fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so being the assistant of a uh, entrepreneur might be a great job for you at 18 where you're getting paid 36, 41, 52, 27 K a year. 
get fucking working in Google Calendar and picking up cleaners and getting coffee. But fucking when you're that close, you're learning at a level that's insane. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. Good luck. Thank you. See ya. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. That assistant life, I'm telling you right now, for so many of you wannna be entrepreneurs, that assistant life is a game changer. If you're an organized fucker and you wanna be an entrepreneur, I couldn't recommend you more to be the assistant of somebody instead of a bullshit job or going to college. If that's what you want to be and that's who you think you are, an, an organized kid with big ambition can crush it, crush it. I agree. Brand Lumo, this is an on-fire session. I think this is a real good session today. Let's keep it going with Jamal. What's up, Gary? Life's good, bro. How are you? I am great. I really hope that Aiden is still on because it's, it's crazy that you started talking about that because I'm literally a product of what you've been saying. Um, tell me. Here we go. I love the serendipity. Tell me, tell me right now. Tell me the story. So I, you, Gary V, for anybody that's watching, got me kicked out of Bible college. Listening to Gary V. <laughs> Was it the cursing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally cool. It's totally cool. But um, a, about four or five years ago, I was in Bible college um, studying to, I was actually studying secondary education. And then uh, everybody has to have like a core of biblical studies. You all, everybody's basically a, a double major. So um, essentially I wanted to either be a high school teacher or I wanted to go out and be a youth pastor and just really have fun with kids, play games. Like who doesn't want to do that? Like who doesn't want to be the guy that gets that. for playing games and uh, like, you know, teaching kids. And so about Two no a year in I found just a random video of yours and started listening to your content and um, I feel like God in life was like okay you don't want to do what this man's saying so we're about to force you to do it and it was right around the time where you were talking about that whole self evaluation thing you know if college isn't for you like don't run yourself into debt go back home live with your mom like go go stack your money figure out what you're gonna do da 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 da, da. I was hearing it but I was so scared to do scared it. Scared of it, of course. It takes courage to live the life yeah. you want. You know, like I'm 18 years old. I just moved from Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Chicago, Illinois. You know, so I'm in this big city. Our college is literally smack dab downtown Chicago. So I'm like, go back home? Like I just, like it took enough courage for me to leave home to get here. Like what? what I ain't going back to fucking Milwaukee. Right, so I'm yeah. like, what the heck? You know, and um, I will never forget getting a call one day from the school like, hey, you've got to go. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, you got to go. Uh, basically, my parents, you know, went through a nasty divorce. They agreed to paying for it because uh, the, the school didn't take certain loans. So, and it wasn't expensive. It was a tuition-free school, but you paid for room and board and you're supposed to pay out of pocket. They agreed to paying for that, but it became kind of like a, a riff in the divorce thing. So, got a call. I knew nothing. So, they called me and they're like, <laughs> come back. I'm like, what do you mean? I can't, you can't come back. My mom's like, just come home. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna come home. Basically, I was homeless for six months, slept on people's couches, um, couch hopped from place to place. Literally, when the school year started back, one of my old friends, his roommate never came. So I literally squatted in his room um, and, and, and snuck around the campus because I still had my old ID. And um, literally, I found a job or I got a, a, a job as a, uh, 
call center worker. Um, and that gave me enough money to find my own place, kind of get on my own feet. I found a, a, a church that at that time was super, uh, it was on the rise because they were using Periscope at that time. Mm-hmm. And Periscope just shot them up. And I found them via Periscope. Long story short, man, got offered 200 bucks to be the intern for the senior pastor CEO. He's not just a pastor, like he's a businessman. He has multiple different businesses, all of this stuff. 200 bucks a month to do a freaking full-time job. Um, and I did it. I did it while still working in that call center. Like I was in the call center answering phones and like responding to emails and like scheduling meetings and Grinding. like, yeah, taking, Love I had a you. phone number and, and you want a meeting? Yeah. Okay. Give me one second. Okay. Let me finish here. And then like, Come on, hold on one second. Hold on one second for everybody who's listening, because every time I bring up the take the 28 K to be the admin, take the 42 K to be the admin. This motherfucker was making 200 bucks a day. Like, please, like, like people are so entitled. People are so soft. If you want your dream, it should be hard. Like I had a big dream. Of course it was fucking difficult. Yeah. I did that for three years, Gary. I did that for three years. So I- I, Say it one more time for the people in the back that didn't hear. How long? I did that for three years. Three years. I get it. And and the the crazy, so I, I did the internship lasted for about six months and then they came to me and they're like hey you know do you want to do this full time and I was like oh yeah this is my okay great like I don't have to work at the call center yeah cool and uh I was thinking like I'm gonna get offered at least as much as I pay I get paid at the call center but it's a church you know like you know (laughs) and so I literally got offered twenty seven thousand dollars to come work full time um, at this church as a personal assistant. And I did it, man. And I did it for, for like I said, three years. And um, a year and a half ago, I got a phone call from my boss and he randomly out of nowhere was like, hey, uh, do you want to be our next youth pastor? Which is what I went to school for. It's literally what I was going to school for. Got kicked out of school, studying to become you know, this, this, this guy that could just spend his, his time dealing with teenagers and helping kids. Um, and now we're actually one of the largest churches here in Chicago. Um, and I have 400 kids that I'm responsible for. Um, and I was able to see it because I wasn't afraid to go. So if Aiden's still watching, man, don't be afraid. Uh, don't be afraid. I'm to proud of you, Jamal. I'm really proud of you. I admire you. Thank you, Gary. Thank you so much. Um, it goes into my my question though, because I mean, you. When I watch these, like I was watching yesterday, I got I got my tea in my in my little Christmas. Let's mug. go, let's <laughs> go. Um, but when I'm watching, you know, I feel like I hear the the same like questions, and and I know that you just you get you get it out there. And um, but I'm one of those people, as you can see with the story. I love my nine to five. You know, um, so I want to get better at that. And so, like I told you, I, I have 400 kids alone, teenagers alone that I'm responsible for, plus their parents that look to me for advice and things. Guidance. Like I'm newly married. Uh, been married for about Congratulations. a Congratulations. <laughs> now, and me and my wife don't even have kids yet, but I have parents coming to me for like parenting advice. And of course. Um, and then I have team members who are all like different types of ages. I'm 23. What? advice would you give for leading that many agents at a young uh, age? Couple things, you know, you were built for it at 23. I was ready to be a CEO. To, if COVID happened when I was 23, I would have led it. I led it during 9-11 when I was 25. Like, um, you know, 
what I would say to you is a couple things. One, you're gonna continue to live this life. Like some, some shit is just written. Do you know what I mean? So A, I actually think the single biggest ingredient for you to be successful in communicating to these different constituents is humility. You're gonna, you're, it's very easy to get high on your own supply, right? You're getting all this admiration, attention. It, yeah. you're, you're humbled by it. And thus you actually have to deploy humility. So when you talk to Mr. and Mrs. Thompson, you say, listen, first of all, Mr. and Mrs. Thompson, I don't have children and I admire you so much. So this comes with no judgment. What I'm seeing from little Ricky is this, you know, I'm closer to little Ricky's age than I am to yours, you know, and, and I can associate with him. And some of the stuff I've seen him, and I overheard a conversation that he was having with Linda. And so what you might want to consider, this is where the humility comes in. You see where I'm going? You start the combo with the hedge, what you might want to consider. And I think in that humility, you'll find that balance that you'll be able to reach more people because of it. Because at some level, what ends up happening to the 23-year-old Jamal, the 23-year-old Gary, the 23-year-olds that are watching right now that also kind of have it like that, is you can get real caught up real quick. And all of a sudden, you're coming across audacious mm -hmm. instead of coming across with humility. Humility, yeah. my man, is the most important ingredients and the gift of communicating with the hedge. Even what I do now at 44, which is like, hey, and I'll say it right now one more time for anybody who's never heard it. I come across with conviction because I have conviction, which can come across as overconfident, condescending. I get it. But let me say it one time right now for everybody. These are my opinions and hypotheses. These are, this is what I see in business and parenting in the world. They're my opinions. They're, they're my observations. They are my hypotheses. I don't think I'm right. I don't think I'm better. I just think that this is experience. I stay in a very narrow lane. And this is my hypothesis and observation. And I think when people can sense that, that humility, they're more open to the constructive criticism or the strategy. Jamal, at this gifted of a young age where people are looking to you, humility is your most important ally. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and and I, I, I got one more uh, question just because I know you talk about it a lot. Um, so you've kind of, I mean, you've gotten it right so many different times with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You've, you, I think you've like pre um, said so many different things. So I think your next one is really like TikTok um, that you've really been talking about a lot. I'm more of a, you know, get on talk type of guy, motivator type of person. Do and, that on TikTok. Okay. I'm cry I have 3.3 million followers on TikTok doing that. I just saw, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Because I, I know I, when I get on, I, I, a lot Bro, of my you don't need to dance. You yeah, don't need to I'm fucking like, dance. My kids are all like, dude, I want to dance. Let me give you, let me, Jamal, let me give you a history lesson. All these platforms become all kinds of content. They start off, you know what Instagram started off as? Photography nerds. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. Taking yeah. fucking sunsets with a fucking filter. Right, 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 right. Facebook yep. was college talk, hooking up. Yeah. You know, Twitter was tech nerds. Yeah. They all started something. True. And they all evolved to everything. Got you. We'll do. Thanks so much, Gary. <laughs> Thank you, Jamal. Good shit with Jamal. What a fucking tea with Gary V episode. I don't know if everybody's feeling it. I am super feeling it. Uh, let me go to. Thank you, Dustin, for giving me a few seconds here. Let me go to the. Uh, yep. Let me go to the. Uh, to let's see what's going on. Just wrote to Tom, with a cooperation proposal for a platform that'd be very helpful. Thank you, John. Here's the quote of the day. People pick the easy, faster, and money over telling the story. That's true, Anthony. 
I appreciate the people that are putting out the quotes. I appreciate the people that are putting out the links. Uh, think to Facebook uh, now. Thank you, Josh Jensen, giving Jamal some love. You get a follow for that, Watertown, New York. I appreciate that. Josh Jensen, if you drink wine, I need you on winetext.com. Oh, I haven't done the winetext.com plug yet. I promise my dad every morning. If you're watching right now and you buy wine at the shitty fucking supermarket or a liquor store or even at Total Wine or BevMo, the single best way to buy wine in the world is winetext.com. Besides empathywines.com, my winery, the best way to buy wine in the world is winetext.com. You get a text with a ridiculous deal. It's like Groupon back in the day. 60, I think today's wine is a $65 Cabernet for 29 bucks. Like they're stupid deals. And then you just reply with two, three, four, or five bottles. You just literally reply with a number. And uh, it is There's exploded. a little banner underneath you too. Just so you oh, know. you have a banner? Yeah. Awesome. Good job, baby. <laughs> there it is. It would mean the world to me. And don't, it actually costs money to send a text. So don't just sign up to make me feel happy because we don't need it if you don't buy wine. But if you buy wine, and definitely, if you fucking, if you shop at wine.com, motherfucker, if you're a wine.com buyer and you don't sign up for winetext.com right now, I'm done with you. We're going to find your IP. We're going to block you from T fucking with Gary Vee. You're going to break my little fucking heart. If you fucking shop wine.com and you are not, if your wine's sold out or last bottle, if you are not on wine text right now, you broke my fucking heart. Tell me if you signed up for wine text right now on Twitter so I can follow you. If you actually signed up for wine text right now, let me know. Show me the screen that shows the conf confirmation. Uh, some states are not allowed. No Texas, no Chicago, Illinois, excuse me. Uh, so there's that. All right, Dustin, let's keep going. Man, Jamal was a great guest. Yeah. Thank you, P. Andrew. Cody. Gary. That's good. Dude, you got to get Alaska on board with the wine text, man. I got two cases of the all three coming in today, but you got to hook up Alaska with. You know what? You text. know what it is? The wine text thing is so crazy because we are selling like $70 wines for 30 or $25 wines for nine. And the shipping from New Jersey, we're still, you know, we're a national player, but we're still like, we don't have a warehouse in Cali or somewhere else where we can mitigate the shipping costs. Like, we're just, we just lose fucking ungodly amounts of money every time we ship to Alaska. So we had to take it off for now, but we are working on it, Cody. And big no, love to you and everybody in Alaska. And thank you for supporting Empathy. We're really, really proud of it. Man, this is, I'm so excited to meet you. <laughs> dude, I see um, you got the, I see you got the admit one poster in the back there. Yeah, dude. Um, so I'm from Anchorage. Um, movies are my life, Gary. Um, I, a uh, little bit of context, um, I grew up here. Um, I left to go to film school back in 2010. Um, and, um, I managed to do my internship back here in town when I worked on a Nick Cage movie called Frozen Ground, uh, the stars aligned, um, my grandmother who, um, introduced me to film, um, and got me hooked on James Bond. Um, I got to see her say goodbye to her when she passed away and I got to you know Sorry. work on this incredible movie set um but um I, I love movies Gary I've been writing movies now for seven it, years bro. I um, fucking I've feel been, it I feel it I've been, I've been paying off um I went from 110k of debt down to um, after my next payment processes I'm down to 39 um I'm proud of you I'm living at home I've been living at home for seven years 
um, grinding away work. I've been writing, um, I'm live action. Well, my best friend from film school, he's animation. Um, about two, a year and a half, two years ago, I pivoted. And um, with all the emerging streaming platforms, um, I think we think together that it's better to break into kids animated content. Um, so I've been writing my live action features. Um, I've been helping him. We've been writing kids TV shows together. Um, um, and story is king. If, if you don't have drama, you don't have shit. Um, but I obsess about everything with film, um, utilizing camera tricks to push certain emotions, depending on what's happening in the shot. Uh, I love music and how music and the score goes with the story. Um, I think about um, the color palettes. I think about everything. I just obsess about film. I love film and movies so much. Um, but my big question to you is, how do I leverage um, my TikTok and my LinkedIn posts um, so we can have more leverage when approaching the bigger streaming platforms. We actually just got another rejection from CBS Viacom because my buddy, he went to the Kids Screen Summit down in uh, Florida uh, last month and he was pitching our ideas to tons of different companies. And it's a great feeling to know that Netflix, Disney, Nickelodeon, um, Amazon, all these places are reading stuff I've written right now, but I just need help with finding leverage for when we approach those companies. Leverage comes through character uh, ideation and creation, and then uh, really building it through development and getting people to give a fuck. I would tell you to get your best bud from film school, the animator, I think you need to create Instagram accounts and TikTok accounts and Twitter accounts for the actual characters. Great, then Cody, your passion is so uncomfortably exciting and COVID has given me a few more minutes here and there than normal. So I want you to send me an email to Gary at VaynerMedia and I'm gonna look at it tonight. I wanna see the characters. I wanna give me all the links. Let me see what I can do. Thanks Gary, I really appreciate it. I also, I also, I also have pretty significant relationships at all the streaming companies. And if I can get excited about something, I might be able to move you up the ladder dramatically to, from the levels that you've been kind of at at this point. I really appreciate it. You know, it's, it's a, it's a long, hard grind. And I, I did TikTok posts last Hey, Cody. Um, yeah. Seven years it's, it's on nothing. top of, it's, it's, in top of four years I, is nothing. You've got I don't it. even think, Let, I don't know, even think. Cody, can you do me a favor? First quarter, man. Like, you, I love you. Can you do me a favor? Read, I want you to read today, just for fun. I want you to read, Google it. I want you to read an article about Vera Wang around Colonel Sanders and a guy by the name of Sidney Frank who created Grey Goose when he was 81 years old. I think your passion is so uncommon. I mean, I'm sure right now on Twitter, everyone's like, I fucking love this guy, Cody. You know, like your passion's so clear. It's so endearing. If I just want to make sure that you realize that it's super early. And I have a feeling that you're so passionate about this that if you lived at home for another 21 years, but that film was finally made, that you would be fulfilled. And I think you have to wrap your head around that. It yeah. just changes everything if you can go there. Yeah. But do me a favor, Cody. I'm going to say it again slow. Vera Wack, this is a, this is a, if I'm going to help you and look at these characters tonight and, and introduce you to some people on Netflix and Amazon, I need you to Vera Wang, and you gotta find like the article or the, yep, uh, 
Colonel Sanders, the Kentucky Fried <laughs> Chicken dude, and a guy by the name of Sidney Frank. I think it was S-Y-N-D-E-Y, but I could be wrong, but Sidney Frank. He actually created Jägermeister, so he had a success in his 50s, I think it was, but 81, he always wanted the big one, and it was Grey Goose, and really that's when he made it. So I want you to like read articles about them, their, their little autobiographies or whatever, just, I want that to go into your fucking head the same way that James Bond did, because I think it's an ingredient that can take you and, and, and be a foundational ingredient. Kind of like James Bond and grandma were the steak. And I think listening to stories about these people is the lobster. And I want you to kind of surf and turf your life here a little bit. I want that element. And then I will take a look. And before the end of the next couple of weeks, you'll hear from me. And uh, let me see, I'll give you some feedback. And I'm sure my team is watching this right now. No D-Rock and others are probably excited as well. So some of them may jump in. Right on. I really appreciate it, Gary. All right, Cody. Cody in the title put like I'm the uh, I'm the film dude from Arca uh, from Alaska, and then uh, I'll make sure I don't lose it. Yeah. I wish you well. Talk to you soon. Thank you. You're welcome very much. All right, Cody, bringing it. Yep, I know. I know there's gonna be some tweets about Cody. Let's see what we got here. There we go. Kenobi on the is now part of Wine Text. I like that screen. I like that screen. I know no Texas Blaze Pittman. I'm sorry. Let's see what's going on here. I am on fire, Kristen. Appreciate that. I was hoping for a couple more signups. There we go. John Gold is in the building. Appreciate you signing up. Let's see who else is here. Josh Alley. Oh, just signed up. Off the Saint, my guy. How, where did he ship to? Because he's in Ontario. I'm not sure that's. Nick, what's good? Hey, how's it going? Really well. I've been following you for like four years now so this is like crazy like talking to you right now thank you so much well um i'm gonna just gonna give you a little context so in high school i was uh buying reselling candy um mowing grass just doing stuff like that entrepreneur i started buying and flipping stuff so i started going garage selling buying and flipping stuff and started flipping on ebay and i started to see numbers like i started to see one two thousand and um, I started to flip phones. So that's what really made it take off. And um, I started to do like 10K a month. And it, it, it was just like a big milestone for me, like 10K. Like, oh, I thought that was so a month? Great. Yeah. That's real. How much so, profit were you making? How much profit were you making on that 10K? Uh, 30%. So I remember my bank account, like it went from like 2,000 to like five. So it was about 30%, like 3,000 profit. So um, I was planning on like moving to a bigger city and moving with my sisters and stuff like that and growing and stuff like that. But I met this guy. So this is pretty much my question. I met this guy and he was a total like opposite of me. Like he's an extrovert. I'm really more of an introvert. So it just really worked. And, you know, we teamed up um, and we started Ecom. So now we're doing Amazon FBA wholesale. We started Ecom and now the last 30 days we're doing around 30K. But what are you my, selling? Huh? What are you selling? So we sell, we're really big in a video game niche. We buy closeouts. So we buy from distributors and small brands and bigger distributors, just stuff like that. I like it. Keep going. My stuff, my question is. Um, I'm trying to put this in a positive way. I don't want make. I don't want to make this negative. But my question it's, is, 
It's not negative, bro. It's just, a, it's just, it's your life. There is no negative or positive. Just ask the question. So we've been bumping heads a lot last year, but we're kind of like on a standard ground right now, but it, it doesn't feel genuine. It just feels like we're working together because we really benefit the from money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the, what's the, what's the biggest grind between you two? More is, it's probably more so about he has different standards. He just wants, you know. He's about he, the money. He's about the money at all costs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Makes sense. Extroverts, you know, this is what makes me a little unique. I'm wildly extroverted. I'm that guy. The reason a lot of people at first, I don't know how you felt when you first saw me, but a lot of people at first, like a lot, like 20%, I would say, of people when they first see a video of mine, are like, this guy's full of shit. You know what I mean? Because I've got that gift of gab and you got to be a little bit cautious if that's your DNA. A lot of people that have that extroverted mentality, unfortunately, often, not always, also have, you know, that kind of like non-ethical, like win at all costs, like fuck everybody, you know, yeah. who gives a shit, don't return their money, you know, like just some of that shit. Yeah. So that's common. So do you feel like that's a little bit of, of like, he's got that kind of thing and where you're like a little bit more on the straight and straight? Yeah. And it just feels like all this superior type of thing. Like everything's a competition. And it's just like, sometimes I just like keep things to myself. Cause I don't want to like share got it. He's, cause he's like, cause he's like, well, I did this and it did better than what you did kind of thing. Yeah. A little bit, but it, it also feels like, you know, last year we did 132,000 and it, for the most part, it just feels like I did everything. So it's just like, cause I'm a computer guy. So with emails, anything, I'm on top of it, like stuff like that. Any small fires that happen in the business, I'm always putting them out. Just so you're operate, you're, you're the operational part. Basically. Yeah. So what's he bring to the table? Um, the people that he brings into our business, like, more so like connections with other big Amazon sellers and um, we get inside stuff and it's just, we get a lot, I get a lot of uh, ideas and stuff like that. And who finds the, who finds the product? I do. This is a tricky one. Here's what I would say. Like any relationship, communication is the only thing that works. And when you stop communicating and to your point, it's on some fake shit, it's always vulnerable, and eventually it's gonna die. So okay. I think, you know, and by being an introvert, introvert, it might be hard for you to step up and like call for that dinner once this COVID shit's done, or you might be together, I don't know, but like, you know, call for that dinner and just really talk it out and be like, yo, this is mutually beneficial financially, but might not be mutually beneficial psychology wise and happiness wise and probably ultimately then won't be that beneficial financially can we talk this through and maybe it's just on some like we got to share with each other shit or should we just split up and move on and we'll both be happier and this was a great chapter and we got love for each other and like let's go okay okay and that is another, that is the answer okay and the last thing is do you think that I'm foolish? So, so in December, uh, we all, all my business partners, we flew to LA. We rented out 
a penthouse and we rented out exotics and took branding pictures. So I don't know. I, I so came it, home. So it, so it looked like you guys were flossing more than you were? Yeah, you, so, I mean, listen, you, you've been listening to me for four years. You know the answer. You know I hate that shit more than anything. Yeah. So it just, I came home. It and fucked I, you up. Yeah. I was like, we could Now, now you, said, you said all us business partners. So you got other business partners besides dude? Yeah, it's just one, one other. He brings a lot of uh, money to the table. Look, it sounds like those guys potentially, and I don't overly judge, but based on the picture you're painting, they like the idea of the entrepreneurial lifestyle and, and back to you saying other Amazon leaders, like they may be caught up in the game and, and want to be the other cool Amazon resellers and the entrepreneurs they see on fucking Instagram, you know, the bizarro reverse versions of me that think, you know, like the, the model life, the bottle life, the jet life the fucking exotics and pendants like it just doesn't sound like you're about that yeah um, uh, well yeah that's basically that's basically it. i mean i just feel like that nick, i just want nick this situation's not long term for you and that's okay too like you know sometimes a girlfriend sometimes a job sometimes uh, a, a hobby is a moment in time it's a stepping stone to the next thing I think what you need to do is try to end it graciously. And I think the way you do that is by having an authentic conversation. Okay. And that's hard. I have not been great at that in my career at times. So I, I'm giving you advice that's hard for me. It's easier for others, but you know, my dad's good at it. He'll shoot it. My brother's good at it. I'm not great at it. Like it's tough to have the courage to be like, yo, John, let's have this talk. I'm not about that same life. Like, I'm not sure if this is long-term. Can we talk this out? I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. That comes hard for me, but I know it's the answer for you and hopefully you can do it. Yeah. And I just, we, on a personal level, like they have come to me on personal stuff and I really like help them out. So it's like, I do care for them and I'm always trying to like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it doesn't have to, like too many people think when a partnership isn't, good anymore that it has to burn to the ground and be on some lawyer shit and anger shit and fucking forever no talking shit it can be good okay and if they think they're the magic and like the the of it all they they may think or he may think that well this is good i can find some other person to handle the emails and the shipping like a lot of times the charismatic one thinks the operations one is replaceable Okay. Makes sense. All right. Good luck, my man. Thank Have you. that conversation. Have it. Have it. I will please rewatch this video over and over until you can do you think you can do it? Do you think you can have the real, 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 real talk? You got think you got that in you? Yeah, we, we had talks before and that's why I'm saying like it we are on common grounds, but it's more of so we're kinda like using each other right now and Every time, every phone call is just like, you know, about the business and we're always like trying to get stuff done and stuff like that. But it's just like, at the same time, it just doesn't feel genuine. I love that. I love you. I love you for like knowing that's what you need. And so like, go, go. Take a step back financially and take two steps forward, five steps forward, happy wise and then financially. Okay. Yeah. All right, Nick. Take care of yourself.
a good one, man. Man, we're just over halfway. Fuck. Do you guys understand how good this fucking show is? Like, do we love this show? Like, do you guys love this fucking show? Fuck, man. Like, like I feel like Tea with Gary Vee like takes a big shit on the Ask Gary Vee show, Dustin. Yeah, I agree. I don't like now I miss India and Steve and like all the jokes and the entertainment value, but from like a, this is like, like I tend to bring entertainment and information. This, you know, and it's kind of like 50, 50 or 60, 40. This one feels like 90 fucking like just steak. Yeah, I agree. And it's just definitely more context and going back and forth, yeah. clear things I'm not, up better. I'm not, I'm not rushed, which gives me, you know? Yeah. Love it. Let's keep it going. Big shout out to Eric Holtgren for sharing the show. Grand Rapids, Michigan. You just got to follow if you want to get on it. Let me see if I can, like, I guess the, actually, hold on one second. Give me one second. Sure. But I'll be right there. I'll be right there. And then changing the background to normal. Be right with you, Marley. If you want to get some follows, here it is. Share the screenshot and the link to Facebook or LinkedIn. And we will give you some love. Um, Josh Alley, thank you so much. Marley. Hey, Gary, thank you so much for taking in my question today. Happy to do it. So just a little bit of backstory about me. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, and I'm a corporate event planner. Uh, and as you can imagine, with the COVID-19 uh, epidemic, it has really hit us hard. Um, lucky for us, we don't only do in-person events. We also do fulfillment and kits and shipping. And then we also do in sourcing for premium items. And then also we do live or virtual events. So we're really just trying to figure out what is the narrative of like, okay, we still obviously want to do in-person events after this, but to get us through this time right now and just not knowing when it's going to be over, how we overcome this barrier right now. That's where we're really at. I'm just trying to converse those. You need to build brand right now for prospective clients when it's when you're on the other side. I mean, this is real shit. Like, you know, my, um, you know, I've lost seven figures in public speaking and performance events, you know, and it's not coming back. Like, and so what am I doing? Um, continuing to put out content and continuing to build brands. So when we get on the other side of it, you know, some things, you know, they've been using a lot of war terminology on mainstream media and things of that nature there's some truth to that right like there was businesses and hey if this was if this was 1940s and, and world war ii is like starting to pop off and you're asking me like how do you get through this when all the boys in the company just went off to europe the answer is you don't like sometimes the answer is you don't and i think the one move we all have marley is to build brand so q a shows linkedin mm -hmm. white papers uh 16 tips to how to become a great public speaker that gets paid as a linkedin post maybe a good idea right like things that company four tips that a company should think about when they when they put on an event you know like 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 just information acting like an editorial uh machine mm -hmm. is probably is the way right now because you know really storytelling and and valuable information is the only thing you can do right now because other than other than put on and operate as many virtual events because the reality is this is where we are. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you're talking about going out and like being the subject matter expert and like telling, telling stories right now, what platform do you think is the best to use that all or do it on all platforms? 
all of them. Too many people want to pick the right platform. Like for you, honestly, like LinkedIn is a monster. It's a monster. And so I think LinkedIn is something you have to get, your company has to get great at. Three, four, five, six pieces of content a day on LinkedIn is something that I would recommend. Okay, absolutely. And like, you know, is that and more of just like us talking? Yeah, but it's go editorial, ahead. right? It's not promotion. Too many people go into infomercial and I want them to go into, you know, New York Times. I want them to go into Consumer Reports. I want them to go into the Wine Spectator. I want them to bring value. So yeah. notice how my examples were for the audience, not for the sales funnel for your business. Absolutely. And so I guess with my business, it's more of like, you know, we're a creative industry and like we're paid a lot of times on our ideas. How do you like kind of go between giving away all your ideas and then still Give creating a brand for yourself? Okay. <laughs> Marley, I give away all my ideas. The world is abundant. You giving out your idea is going to lead to the customer. Is some other Marley in Texas going to take that and run with it? Yes. It's not coming out of your pocket. It's the greatest confusion of all time. The world is abundant and your best ideas lead to business, not lead to somebody stealing it and losing business. It's the greatest confusion in the business world. Okay. That makes sense. Awesome. Good Absolutely. luck. Have well, a great day. Thank you so much, Gary. I appreciate it. Have right, a great bye -bye. day. Moses James James, you get a follow, my guy. I am your 378th follower. You are in Nigeria. I got a lot of love for the entrepreneurship in that world. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Appreciate it, Stephen, Stephen Barnhart. Nate Chase. Kevin. What's going on, Gary? Man, I could not even sleep last night knowing I was going to talk with you, man. You've changed my life. Thank you, bro. How so? So... About five months ago, my buddy Brandon and I, we started up a TikTok called the Fantasy Freaks. I'm repping the shirt right now. And uh, we talked fantasy football and pretty much football in general. And at the time, it was like, okay, who's on TikTok? Pretty much comedy videos, dance videos, and Gary Vee. So it was kind of, it was pretty scary to start just posting about fantasy football, something we're super passionate about. And we decided we but were you like, did okay. it. you did it because I was pushing, 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 pushing. Yeah. Oh. Said, fuck it. You were, I mean, you were just saying, okay, do it. And I was like, okay, fuck it. Let's just go. Let's just, so we spent our, I'm a freshman in college from Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, all right, we're going to spend our Friday nights making 16 NFL breakdown videos for every game. We're posting 16 videos straight. Just, I mean, it takes three hours, four hours. And we're like, all right, let's just do it. So we did it. Uh, we were kind of grinding. We've seen a lot of linear growth. And we're up to 230,000 followers right now on TikTok. And I, it's literally all because of you saying you can take your passion and turn it into TikTok success and you can grow on social media. And it, I, I can't even tell you how much it's changed my life. You know, it's, it's so awesome. But, um, you know, we have a really strong following, pretty much a younger demographic. So like kind of like the eight to 16 year old range. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess my, my question is, is, you know, we're super passionate about this. It's, we'd love to have it as a career in the future. How do we take like our following on TikTok and turn it into a profitable business? In well, you're in the best spot ever. First of all, you have four more years before you have to, right? You're going to finish school. Yeah. No rush. So yeah, I mean, no rush at all. Kevin, you, you fucking won. Your audience is going to be of an age where they'll be willing to buy something right yeah. at the time, like not only do you have these next three and a half years of college, 
But then you also have the fact that you're still fucking 22 and you and your buddy can go and fucking, you know where I'm about to go, room with fucking three other knuckleheads, fucking eat McDonald's all day and be fucking set. You've probably got, what I think you should do is what I did, which is not monetize them. Like go just build the fucking audience at all costs. And then in like, let's have this discussion in four years. Okay, because people are always asking like, oh, are you guys getting paid yet? And we're like, we don't need the don't money. Li- like, don't listen. I'm not to taking on people. any. I'm not taking on any college debt. I'm in no rush to make any money. And, you know, You're my set. audience is really young. I don't even know how much money they're even willing to spend on like a package. It's for a stupid advice. conversation. No, you are okay. not allowed to ask for money. Do not think about a dollar for four years. Here's why. And that's a very different answer than we gave earlier to Tom, who needs yeah. to make five bucks right from everybody. Yeah. It's because you can. You've got the luxury, the privilege. Thank God, the serendipity to not, which puts you in the power position. Yeah, no, it's it's a good spot, but like no, when no, the no, day no. Com- no, 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 it's the best spot. And when the day no. comes in four or five years, there might be fucking augmented reality filters. There may be new some new piece of clothes that we put the logo on, bro. We don't know what the fuck's gonna happen in four years. I know. Well, I always talk to my buddy Brandon about. It. I'm like. You know, even if it's not like football, if we can find the next thing to elevate fantasy football or whatever it is at that time, we'll, we'll be able to have a following that loves football, that loves pretty much everything about us. Have, like, cause we're building have, us up too. You're set 100%, 100% brand building, 100% brand building for the next three and a half years, 100% brand building. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in no rush. I don't need the money. No, no. It's not it's not about it's about it's about spending even a second debating it. From this moment on, just like the TikTok thing that I pushed you, no more minutes. I'm more worried about watch this. How many followers do you have on Instagram? So that's the good that's the question. So we wanted to push TikTok first and take advantage of that organic reach kind of. Correct. So, correct. So how many now, followers do you have on Instagram? I have three hundred and two thousand on Twitter. So that's right. Okay. 300 on Instagram, 200 on Twitter. 2000 See, on Twitter, is, but yeah, we're still growing we're a lot. Or, this is where I'm still excited. Need push. This is where I was going. Notice how I asked the question. I know yep. exactly where you're at. You're part of this new generation that listened to me, crushed on TikTok. Instead of worrying about fucking selling them some bullshit fucking $9, you know, draft guide or a fucking t-shirt. What I want okay. you to do is now add two pieces of content a day on TikTok that has the sole purpose to drive people to follow you on face on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, so Instagram, Twitter, thoughts on YouTube. People talk about yep. that. Yeah. Okay, because that's a little bit. Because I'm always like, is it that's worth harder. putting in my time to the other social media platforms when I could just really push this growth on TikTok? Like, oh, I don't know. Just do oh. it all. Because yeah, balance bro, the college fun. student, balance the TikTok, balance yep. the Instagram, Twitter. Yep. yep. Okay, man, like. More, you have a moment in time. This yeah. TikTok thing's gonna go away. Just like Vine, kind of like it. You, no, they no, no, they had to push the other things. Not, I don't think it's gonna go away like Vine. It the might. growth, you're saying? The growth. The, growth. the reach. The reach, bro. Like yeah. my, you know, like you've already seen it. Yeah, no, especially this past couple of weeks. It's gone down. You've probably seen because on your more, page too. I have, because more, I, Listen, I've been consistent about this. It's a land grab. Yeah. And so the early people go, there is, you can't be Charlie anymore. There's too many people on it. Yeah. You can and be fucking be humongous. 
I mean, we are first, first in our in our niche, which is like a big thing, first, I think. First is great, and I'm glad about 2.30, but best always will matter in the end. But most of all, listen to me, and listen to me good. Two pieces of content a day, one for Twitter, one for LinkedIn. All the ideas, all this energy that you think about how to monetize all goes away, and it all goes into the creation of creative that is built for the intent to follow on Twitter. Giveaways, uh on TikTok, hey guys, for everybody that follows us on Twitter right now, and you use hashtag, you know, fantasy freaks, uh, we're gonna pick two of you randomly and go on Zoom with you for 15 minutes and talk football. For your fan base, that's exciting. All of a sudden, you've tripled your number on Twitter on one fucking TikTok extra post a day. It's awesome. I can't. That's awesome. That's I. I'm gonna grind it out. I. I promise. I'm so excited. I believe you. I right, thank you so much, Gary. You're welcome, brother. Fucking dropping fucking gems and keys and whatever the fuck you want to call it on Tea with Gary V. I'm fucking at it today. I'm feeling it. You know what I love about this show, Dustin, is that motherfuckers don't realize how fucking smart I am at this shit. They just think that I'm loud and charismatic. I yeah. fucking know the game, Dustin. 100%. I'm Yoda in this bitch. <laughs> hey. Juan, what's good? Hey, Gary. Um, how, are, yo, how are you? <laughs> and I'm from Spain, so sorry for my English. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Yeah, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited and super thankful yeah, for this opportunity of you know talking to you. Yeah, I'm international, so we don't have like the access of the of the text community and stuff. So super, super, super good. Happy to so, be yeah, here. My question. <laughs> yeah, I actually <laughs> you're like, the only person I have a. It's a, a Google Notes thing with my the questions I have for you. I have it, I don't know, since like one and a half years ago. <laughs> so, Thank yeah. you. Um, my question is like, it comes from some of the things that you have said these past years, these past days, uh, to keep it like contextual. And so you talked about like um, how it's good not to be an expert. And I really like the thing about the journey to becoming a chef. And that bit was like, you know, it kind of clicked. Um, but I feel like that works when you have like that cloud, of that goal of becoming a chef. You know, so in my case, you know, I'm, 20, I'm 22 years old. I mean, I'm what I like and what I, my interest is in cars. So, cars. Yeah. I'm studying engineering for it and stuff. And, and I consume a lot of content about cars and stuff like that. But I feel like I'm young. I don't have the the driving experience that other people have. The real work engineering experience in in the field that the people I follow and the people I admire have. So I feel like if I were to put out content now, I would just be re like rehashing their takes, like their experience takes. I would be just like doing that. Juan, do you know what a DJ is? <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, think I of those. I think of those engineers as songwriters, as rappers, as artists. And I think of you right now at 22 or 20, having the ability to be a DJ. So to your point, and I, you're a very smart kid for picking up on, I thought in the whole week and a half of Tea with Gary Vee, that piece of advice I gave about documenting the journey of becoming the thing that you wanna be was one of the two or three best things I said. So thank you for picking up on that. I think you can do that. And I think the way you do that, to your point, because when you're doing the chef, you can do it. But when you're talking about engineering, it's hard to show that because you can't do, quote unquote do it. Yeah, exactly. I and think, there's a lot I, of privacy and stuff like that. 
I think you need to think about being a DJ. I think, you know, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok where people have a video on green screen, like I have this background and then they talk over it. Um, I like the idea of you making videos or writing articles that take something that somebody said and then you give your youthful hypothesis. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that was my thing. I know I can write stuff, but I'm, my biggest struggle is like the value proposition of that, you know? Where's the value? The, va the, value, the, value, prop the, the value proposition comes in one observation one agreement, one disagreement, one, have you thought of, you know, I loved what Juan Pablo said, but has he thought about this? If you're right, one time, you win. I'll give you an example. When I was a wine kid at 16, I thought that Australian and New Zealand wines should be bigger. So I could have wrote articles or made videos saying, I think one day Australian wines and New Zealand wines will be bigger. I ended up being right. Something you write today that ends up happening in 11 years might be the LinkedIn article that you wrote that gets you a job or a bigger job when you're 31. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and in, if you're wrong, like don't be afraid of being wrong and anything like that. Wrong, wrong is good, wrong is good. Wrong's not, nobody's gonna stop from hiring you for being wrong at 22. Everybody's gonna hire you for being right at 22. Okay, yeah, makes sense. And w one last question I, from my long list. <laughs> it's, it's a short one. It's like, how do you leverage your softness? If there's a way to like, you always talk about, you know, this kid Jamal from before, he's worked in a call center for three years. He's been in the hardship. I haven't, you know, I'm, I live with my parents, but my parents pay, pay for everything. Um, I'm super grateful for that. I, I mean, my dad has worked super hard. He works from home, but you know, he's been through stuff, tough stuff. My mom, my mother as well. But I haven't, you know. I basically. Well, good news. Good, good news. You will. Unfortunately, for all of us, life is hard, and maybe just because at this point you've been very uh, fortunate doesn't mean eventually you will not have hardship. You can't fake hardship. What you need to lean into is gratitude right now, right? And what you can do is put yourself in a position to, you know, build on your own two feet. So you could get a job, you could, yeah. or, or you take advantage of this moment when it's going well, and you do do what we just talked about and produce an ungodly amount of content with your thoughts and dreams and observations and ideas around other people's work as a DJ. So, you know, don't beat yourself up because God, thank God, has put you in a spot where we don't control who our parents are, who we've been born into, and what circumstance we've been born into. Um, and, you know, you will have your hardships, uh, and that is life, and right now, take advantage of it not being as hard and, and produce this content. Yeah, yeah, okay. I feel like the, like the hardship is in the dome. Yeah, like, you know, when you talk about hard, there's people who have it tough but have a strong head, a strong mentality. I maybe be the opposite, you know, I've been, I have, I've had luck in one way, but in the other, <laughs> maybe not so much. I understand. So You're welcome, yeah. one. Thank you so much. You're a very thoughtful <laughs> kid. I wish you a great future. I love this fucking show, Tea with Gary Vee. I'm gonna have to fucking figure out, it sucks. When COVID's over, I'm gonna have to go back to, I'm gonna have to fucking hack it. It's gotta, you know, it's just a lot of fun right now. We can still make it work once uh, we're back in the office and stuff. 
Yeah, but you know how that shit is. Scott Hughes, True. 15,000 follower plus. It's a nice little following in Middletown, Ohio. Appreciate you sharing the show, brother. All right, Caitlin. I'm back. Can you and you're me back now? in way better form. Yeah, I love it. Better. How are you? Oh, great, great. So um, thanks for having me on. My question is kind of an interesting one in that I'm not in traditional entrepreneurship. I've been pretty successful in the medical device field and have been moving up as an executive. Um, but I struggle with like, how do you move up in that executive field without losing authenticity? So right. I struggle. And then you just because kind of- when you when you move up in a corporation, you're playing politics. It's yeah. the nature of the game. Uh, now, now you don't have to. I think you have to. You know, there's a big difference between a hundred percent transparent authenticity, and and you know, really compromising who you are in your soul, right? Okay. So, so biting your tongue is something that in life is just normal in entrepreneurship land or corporation. Doing something that compromises who you, you know, doing something that undermines somebody that you think is competing with you for the job that's only available to you or her or you and him and like, like sabotaging them, you know, that's compromising who you are, right? right. Saying, you know, so, you know, bad talking about a competitive employee that's trying to move up to that's might be compromising who you are, you know, selling something you don't believe in is a problem. Right. That's compromising who you are. So like, that's how you have to navigate it. Right. I mean, do you suggest like for someone who just loves the process? So I love the grind. Like I just, I love working. I just, I I get it. Thank you so much. Do you think that it's better to go into entrepreneurship if you have that mentality? Not necessarily. Entrepreneurship is a skill. Like, and, and it's, and also there's some people who just love being a number two, seven, 12, 14, but as soon as all the actual pressure to make money is on them at all costs and deal with COVID and deal with, a, you know, the, the building burning down and the best person quitting and somebody stealing. And, you know, there is a stomach that comes along with entrepreneurship. You know, even when I deliver all that stuff, just watching your face, I'm like, well, oh, I think she might be able to do it. Like, if you don't, if you don't frown on that, then yes, you let, let me say this, Caitlin, you might, you know, just even listening to you right now, you might just want to try it so you don't have regret when you're 92 of like, fuck, I should have tried. Yeah, because I kind of started a side hustle and it's, it got pretty successful and I, <laughs> I took a pause because it's like I'm trying to do two things at once. Can you afford to not have the main job and go at something? Not quite yet, but I'm getting there. Can you can you change your lifestyle to be able to get there? Or yes. would you prefer, so now the question becomes, would you prefer to change your lifestyle because it's burning in your stomach and you gotta start tomorrow? Or could you put a plan in for another year of going hardcore savings that then gives you that air cover for a year or what have you to go after it? Yeah, which I could. I could probably do another year. I think the hard thing is just giving up the need to win uh i want to win at everything so i think i fucking love it i mean listen competition is a like my competitive spirit is foundational to my success you know then then you should look at your lifestyle yeah like you know when you want something all of a sudden four dollar coffees all of a sudden three subscriptions that you're paying for that you never fucking use all of a sudden like 
the, you know, a lot of, man, even, even the outside of like the real below the poverty line, like I've been blown away by people that make 35K a year emailing me, literally emailing me their credit card bills and their other bills, photos of it, and talking about how they figured out how to save 800 bucks a month and what it did for them. Like, listen, yeah. the audience that's watching right now, every one of us fuckers is wasting money on dumb shit that's holding us back from happiness. Yeah, that's true. Can you do your nails? Can you do your nails every three weeks instead of every week? Can you like, can you stop buying fucking Starbucks? It's that real. There's, there's so many little hacks that can lead to, and by the way, for a lot of people, it doesn't sound like for you, thank God, or for me, but for a lot of people, they're in some scary financial situations right now. And they didn't fucking listen to me about saving and not spending money on dumb shit. And now they're caught. Yeah. Yours is a little bit more of a high class problem, thank God, because you've got the talent and you've worked hard, which is, do you want to give up some lifestyles right now to go right into it? Or do you want to have a real strategy and like wait another year, save up heavy, right? Between changing your lifestyle and having the job and then go for it. I think both are incredible options. You've got time. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much, Caitlin. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh boy, this is really getting good. This is um, really getting good. I don't know what to say. Tea with Gary V. My man. This is Mark. Mark, how are you? How you doing, Gary? I'm doing super well. Um, thank you for everything you do. That's the first thing. Um, thank you. Secondly, I have a quick question. I am a photographer as a side hustle. Uh, my main hustle pays my bills and it does, you know, what it needs to do for me. But my side hustle is my, um, my passion, it's photography. I want to, I started a business uh, maybe like a month and a half ago. And um, I've Great taken, timing. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> the good news is I don't need the photography to pay for my bills. So Respect. Um, it, 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 it works out. But yes. My issue is that I'm in an area, I'm in Connecticut, it's, um, for photography, it's not necessarily the most creative, and also people are not necessarily willing to pay as much as my services, I feel my services are worth. So my question now becomes, well, it's just, it's the audience. Is it Um, supply and and demand, or is it the income level? There is is a supply and demand issue. Yeah, because there's just so many fucking photographers. Like people like, true. Gary, you got to pay more for all these video creators. I'm like, there's 80,000 of them. I should be paying right. less. Right. Like, you know, like. So, this, so for me, you know, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame the area. I would blame the supply and demand. Photography is a fucked up supply and demand game. There's yes. so many people that love it so much. Like mm-hmm. you're fucking up, you know, right now somebody's listening like this motherfucker, he's actually got a good job. He's fucking me up because photography is my life and him doing that on the side is fucking me up. You see where I'm going? But for my business, I have not focused on, um, I do headshots and stuff like that for, for customers, but I also have targeted um, medical supply, for, uh, medical supply building photography. So, yeah, like a, so what I've done there is I've literally taken uh, my skills not in the, the space of what's in Connecticut, but more so going out of state, out of state and done jobs for um, a company that contracts me to contract other people. So while I okay. still be creative, 
um, with my own photography from my business perspective, I can subcontract another photographer, which I am actually helping other photographers. And real quick, let's not yeah. demonize the state of fucking Connecticut. Let's demonize that maybe for the industry that you're focused on. For example, if you were thinking right. about CPG companies, food companies, yep. and doing photos for brands and food, you would fucking love Connecticut because Westchester and Connecticut are loaded. Yes. So you see okay. where I'm going? Okay. Okay, I you got see you. where I'm I going? Got you, I got you. I got you. It did it, it got, I love. I'm, I'm glad you're I didn't, I didn't think about that. And, and the, the irony behind that is, I've you know jokingly, not jokingly, but um, you know, Hennessy White is a is a is a brand, <laughs> and it, you, you can't really buy it in uh, you know in the states. But I've done some um, some product photography on my own, just kind of playing around with my own camera gear, posted it, and was like, you know, I can really do this uh, this as a business. I could do that as something else, but I never really thought about it as, okay, why don't I do more product photography stuff than really more, I can still be creative and I can still get my, okay, I got it, good point, good point, good point. So that's you a good demon, way for me to. You, you, you demonized the serendipity of which businesses were in the state or the general area you're in, instead right. of realizing, wait a minute, I can reverse this and deploy creativity, which is what, the, that's the nut, you're, that's a scratch you're trying to, you know, it, yeah. you know get at yeah. that itch. And so, um, you know, there's part of, if you were doing horse photography, there's parts of Connecticut where you could roll it up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know a few places. <laughs> you understand? Okay. I got you. I got you. So just change the mindset of the, what I'm looking at and not more so. Okay. Got you. Thank you. You got it. You're welcome. That's what All I love right. about this show. Thank you, my man. That's what I love about the show. Like, man, Dustin, do you understand the Yoda shit? Definitely. Like it's real, man. Like the answers are out there. You know, natural talent experience puts me in this great place of like, like I just, I see it. Yeah. I fucking see it. I just need someone like the you way, to kind of clarify it for us sometimes. Yeah, because I just see it. Like I understand it. Like I, I can help and I want to help. When you can see it and you want to help, it's fucking game over. Let's keep this going. Give me one second. You, you can get it kind of go. Uh oh, somebody just signed up for winetext.com. There we go, Lana. You get a follow. Thank you so much. Wait till you see today's Cabernet offer. If you love Cabernet, today's, if you're a Silver Oak, Camus, Cake Bread, today's Cabernet offer is out of control. Matt, what's good? What's up, Gary? I tried, uh, I've been taking your tips. Uh, I did a post the other day that I thought was horrible and it actually did good. It was actually the I ever did. So it was like- So wait, one more time for everybody. Matt, one more time for everybody who's listening. So I play, I'm a musician. I play guitar. I, I, I love songwriting. That's my favorite thing. And I, I, I did this bit on the guitar and I, I, I screwed up a little bit. I'm like, I'm not going to post this. And then, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just, you know what? Start documenting. Stop, you know? So I posted it. It's the best post. It's, it's got the most likes I've ever had. So. It makes me so fucking happy. Matt, <laughs> this, is, this is happening 5,000 times a day to, to, Five million times a day, 50 billion times a day. People are overthinking this shit. Thank you so much for sharing that story. You just helped 54 people watching this. Yeah, because you, you, yourself can't judge what the market's going to think. I have nothing but humility. I never think I'm right. I'm just curious what the market's going to say. And that's why I make. This isn't about being right or being a perfectionist or thinking I'm right. This is about me being curious what the market's going to say. I enjoy the feedback loop from the content more than the content. Yeah. Because it's for them. It's not for me. Everyone's selfish and insecure. I'm selfless and curious. And, and confident as fuck. 
that's why I was going to ask you, I started doing some posts on, uh, like, I love writing songs. That's what I love to do. But I started doing some posts on some tutorials, the software I use. Those do good. You know, like, as an original songwriter, I, I, it's hard. Like, people don't, unless I have a hit song already, I don't know if people care, you know? And then Matt, something I've been thinking a lot about, something I've been thinking a ton about for songwriters, how many songs, how... How much volume of songwriting can you do? Give me like a, I can write three songs in a week or usually once a month. Like just, just you, your range, your so general range. I'm sure it happens in close. I do like one, one piece a month, but this is the thing. I, I, I'm scared to release the shit. I mean, I have two albums. You just, out. I cannot believe you just said, this is what I'm most excited about. But, you ready? I have a big idea. Yeah. Ready? I've been wanting to share this. You're the man. You ready? I think that, I think many songwriters should literally write songs and literally post them for free on their Instagram account and call it a day and let people fucking take it and actually make the song. That, how do you let mean me, take let me, Well, like TikTok. I mean, ready? No, no, I mean, I want you to write a song and literally post it on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, like the written fucking song. Maybe you read it and then you say, and now you all take it. Oh, I believe oh. I believe that if you did that, eventually some incredible artist comes along, makes the song, it explodes, you get nothing for it. You're not getting the residuals, the royalties, but it changes the course of your career and that's better than this shit sitting in your head or sitting in your fucking closet. It's like, a different twist. It's a big idea. I, re, you, man, it's a big idea. You know, I, I can see somebody stumbling on it and then fucking, then hiring you to write like Drake, like fucking the Dixie Chicks, like fucking Eminem. Like, I just think it's fucking real, bro. I think it's real. I think, what's it doing in your fucking head and on your pad? Nothing. Yeah. I think That's a lot more songwriters should put out their songs for free on the internet and not be sad when one of them hits and gets no royalty and maybe the artist, by the way, you may get lucky, get a crazy up and coming talented artist to do the song, it crushes and they also are a sweet soul and actually do pay you royalties as if or set you a check or if they didn't, it still would give you the exposure that leads to fucking, you know, Carrie Underwood hitting you up the next week. Yeah, yeah, exposure. Yeah, what, dude, it's, dude, it's a lot. It's a lot better like than it's sitting on your pad in your head. It's doing oh, dick yeah. shit for you there. It's doing jack shit for you on your fucking pad and in your fucking head. It's nothing. What, nothing. Garbage. Zero. Doesn't exist. It does it's not? Yeah. Do you ever? Sometimes I feel my biggest ambition, you know, songwriting is my biggest fear. Do you have? I mean. Scared of your own dream? Yeah, but it's it's kind of enticing too because it's so hard and it's so it's so challenging that I want to do it. You know, do you is that like you with the Jets? Like, is it like to me the Jets thing is kind of just like something that's been around since I was a kid. It's the process. Like for me, if I was you, I'd be doing what I just told you to do because I just love songwriting and I want my songs to be heard. And the idea of me putting out on Instagram the written lyrics and fucking, whether it's, you know, Russ, well, he does his own shit, but like Rihanna or fucking an up and comer, like, you know, 
think about this, Billie Eilish could have saw it three years ago, sang it, like, like, I don't think people get it. Like creativity sitting in your own fucking head and in your fucking drawer ain't doing shit for you. Then people get into like, oh, but I don't want to be taken advantage of. I'm like, you can't be taken advantage of when nobody gives a fuck about you. So how do you become given a fuck about? You put it out for free. That's what I believe in. Yeah. Matt, do you know how many agencies, how many marketing agencies and independent solo marketing social media experts literally spend their life consuming all my content for free and then selling it to somebody else and VaynerMedia doesn't get it? To the tune of hundreds of millions. Yeah. I eat my own dog food. <laughs> Matt, do me a favor. Do this for me. Let this moment happen. Post for free on TikTok. On, and the way you do it on TikTok is maybe the video is just a fucking melody over the paper that you wrote it. I don't know how you write, but, and then like in the copy, you literally write the song. On Instagram, maybe it's on, how do you, how do you write? Do you write on a computer? Do you write on pad? I write with guitar and then, and then uh, I record it. I usually record it. And is this the music, not the lyrics? Both music and lyrics. I love it, bro. Put it, put it, out, for, put it out for free. Put it out for free. Maybe you end it with, hey, and now you go record. And, you, and feel like literally you play it. And, the, and every time you're like, this is Matt W. And now you, the more talented performer than me, go take this for free and make your own version. I'm telling you right now, it will change your life as a writer. I'm convinced. That's a good I'm convinced. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Thanks, buddy. We're innovating out here, man. God, that just helped. Literally, somebody just watched that and changed the course of their writing career. I literally believe there's a 16-year-old, 15-year-old Tiffany in Milwaukee laying right now watching this. This is why I love how life actually works. This show would have never happened if not Corona. She would never be home to watch this if it was not for Corona. She just heard that. Literally, Tiffany in Milwaukee, 15-year-old, who's writing in her journal, who can't perform or too scared to perform, who had never been discovered, who's gonna listen to me, who's gonna use that as motivation, who's gonna put it out, and fucking her life is gonna change. And she's gonna be one of the great music writers of all time. I really believe that. And I can't wait to meet her at the Grammys in 21 years. She comes up and gives me a huge hug somebody who I was like, what? And she's like, T with Gary Vee, 2020. Diane. Hey, hi Gary. Hey, how are you? I am I'm like unbelievably stoked. So first of all, I wanna say thank you. I just found you like three months ago and I started watching like, well, here's the real story. One night I was Please. up really crying and upset about stuff and knowing I had to, uh, face losing my job the company shutting down and just things and i'm not happy with it anyway social services project coordinator boring anyway uh a survival job and uh so i was up in the middle of the night two thirty in the morning flashing through i'm gonna do facebook ads i'm gonna do this i don't know anything about anything and i come across gary v and it's the talk where you're in jersey and you're going this is some real shit man it's some real shit <laughs> I start crying because I'm in Oregon now, but I grew up in Jersey. I was born in Patterson, grew up in Garfield County. And like, I'm like, I'm, I sit right up in my bed. I'm like, yeah, oh my God, this is my guy. And there was no click funnels. You didn't want nothing from me. You didn't want me to pray a prayer. You didn't want me to do nothing. And I'm like, oh my God, I love this guy. 
so I've been so totally addicted to you. People hate me now. I'm like, Gary, this, Gary, I'm like, Gary, freaking V cheerleader. My daughter makes fun of me. She says, I have a crush on you. I said, he's too young. I'm not a mover. I'm like, I'm like a Gary maniac. But it's only because I'm just feeding from the well. I take notes. I just listen. I take it all in. And so I did this, uh, I need self-awareness thing. And I figured out all these years sitting in a, uh, a job I hate. Um, I really love to write. I went back into writing a little bit. And because of you, because of you, Gary, I got myself a writing coach. And last week, Oh my God, I pulled the freaking trigger and I put an article up on LinkedIn. I was so shaking all damn day. Oh my God, the world's going to freaking blow up. I, I listened to Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm you. you know, I've, I go to, I've been to Toastmasters. I've done some public speaking. I mean, but I usually, uh, I dip my feet in and I back out again. But people tell me that, you know, you should do this more. And I kind of hide behind. I got to pay the bills, so I better do my nine to five. Well, guess what? February 14th, my last day. So, like, I'm overdosing on your stuff now. <laughs> Thank you, Diane. Thank you. Anyway, I just love you. And I, I guess my question is, I'm older. Um, do I have to tell not you? As old, not, as, not as old as you think. You don't have to tell me, but I'm more than happy to hear it. <laughs> Good. Good news. Whatever fucking number you say, you know I'm going to say you're young because it's true. <laughs> I know, I know. So my question is, I really, I have to change gears. I want to change yep. gears. I feel like I've been sitting on this fire like a volcano all these years. And I, I just feel like now's the right time. I just, and when so you said happy. this COVID, I would have been at work. I wouldn't have been listening to you. Well, maybe I would have been watching quietly on my desk, my boss not knowing. <laughs> but yeah, she's gone now. Anyway. Um, I, I just don't know where to go now. What's, what do you want to, what do you want to do? Well, I write and I'm writing, actually, I'm on like the fifth chapter of the story of me. And I did that because you did this self-awareness talk and I, I'm like, I need to tell the story. So there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of tragedy. There's a lot of bullshit. Are you, are, are you able to tell the truth? Are you really going there? Uh, yeah, my article on LinkedIn was very exposing. And I, that other thing you said about, okay, if that's what's in your way, just do what's in your way. So they're, all right, I'm just going to vomit the whole shit out, get it out there. And, and Diane, do you have a, do you have a Facebook? I do. I do. Have you ever, have you ever gone Facebook live? No. Mm -mm. Do you feel like when you put out the LinkedIn, did you get some comments? Oh yeah, I got a lot of feedback, but a lot of people didn't put it in the channel. They put it private, DM me, and I was like, put That's it good. out there. And they're like, they don't That's want That's okay. To it. It's okay. That's okay. I get that because they're sharing with you certain things they don't want other people right. to see. Diane, I'm sure right now on Twitter and on the Facebook Live and on the LinkedIn Live, people are like, oh my God, I love this one. Like you have such an authentic kind of like, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's so funny. I would have, if you didn't say it earlier at this point, I would have asked you are like you from Brooklyn or New York or whatever. You've got that East coast gal thing. I, I think that you could potentially be very interesting on live where you just talk and I, I think you should do what I do. I think you listen, you know what I'm great at? I'm great at being Gary Vaynerchuk and staying in my lane and talking about what I know and not talking about what I don't know. You don't hear me talking about a ton of shit because I just don't know. And yeah. I have a funny and I have a funny intuitive feeling um, 
that you just could be really great at being Diane Melville. And I really think that you should try. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's- uh... I, think, I, I think you should go on Facebook Live, see who shows up. You've obviously got friends, relatives, coworkers, former high school friends, all that shit, and just talk. About anything, my book, How anything, you. I could talk about you all day. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that. I think I think you should talk about story. I like stories a lot. Let's play a yeah. little bit. Tell me, okay. tell me a story, a funny story, happy, sad, and different. Tell me a story. What high school did you go to in Jersey? Allentown. It's Allentown, Central. PA. No, no, Allentown, New Jersey. It's Central. Oh, I know where that. Allen. Wait a minute, Allentown. Give me the other two. Wait a minute. Exit 7A. <laughs> on, on what? On the turnpike? Yeah. Got it. Okay. By Jackson, where Great Adventure Yes. Is? Yes, exactly. Real okay. close to Great Adventure. Great. So give me a story from high school. Anything. Go. Okay. Freshman so year, I, Go I wanted to be a cheerleader and I wasn't real coordinated. That's just not my <laughs> deal. But I was kind of like trying to be in with the popular kids. And so I went, <laughs> this is, I can't believe I'm telling the story. I love you. So I can, I because I, I, I think I, you're a natural talent. I think you are a natural fucking talent at this, Diane. You're already entertaining me and everybody else. I'm telling you that right. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I get ready. I'm trying to do the clap and the thing. And it was a basketball cheerleader. They made for basketball squad. And I get all like, I'm like, my friends are here. I get up there and I screw it up. I mean, I'm out of sync. I'm total white girl, <laughs> got no rhythm. I can't, I can't do it. Okay. So they all love me so much. They gave me a golden freaking megaphone and made me honorary cheerleader. Like kind of like a mascot. Because that, they liked you so much, but you suck yeah, shit at it. Yeah. They just kind of like owned me, you know? And I was like... <laughs> I'm in. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> That's exact. You know what though? That little micro story, in itself, as you develop your game of talking with people and things of that nature, has so much to it because that then becomes a lesson. It becomes a lesson of courage, and not worrying about it. Uh, it becomes a lesson of like insecurity slash wanting to fit in gave you the energy to do that. It it, it was a lesson of compassion and kindness from the people that took you in yep. even though you couldn't do it there's just a lot there man yeah. who was the, who was the cutest boy in high school oh he's still mad at me his name's pete <laughs> I, I chased Diane. him what can i say <laughs> listen you've got conviction i appreciate it Diane. listen to me story time stories lessons uh, a lot of stories around don't be like me i did a job just for safety, I was scared. I was taught, I don't, I don't know if this is true, I'm making some stuff up now. I was taught by my parents to just get a safe, stable job. Don't be like me, I regret it, but it's not over yet for me. So for all of you, it's not over. Don't take that bullshit job, follow your dreams. I, you know, I had the courage right. to finally write something. Like, I, Diane, you're entertaining. You've got, like, even your sayings of like, I didn't have it, like, like you got a little shtick. I, the reason people told you to do more of it is you have it in you. I can see it from a mile away. Oh my God, I love you, Gary. I love you more. Listen <laughs> to me, You're like Diane. my brother. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. You have to do LinkedIn and Facebook Lives. Try it. Okay. I, I will. I also say you do TikTok right. too, because I see a lot of people doing that type of stuff there. 
Uh, yeah, Dustin, you, yeah, good job, Dustin. Yeah, listen, Diane, make, keep going. Keep going down this Gary V train and eventually you won't need it and you will live a happy fucking life. I see it in you. You've got this. <laughs> Yay. All right, Gary. Right, good luck. Take care. Bye. I'm going to end it with that, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's Tea with Gary V. I thought it was the best episode, to be frank. I think the cadence is getting there. I think we got through a lot of questions. I think there was a lot of fucking lessons. I hope one really hit you in your soul. And now the most important part of Tea with Gary B, which is the do part. Right now you're inspired. Right now you see the observation. The question now is, will you take the energy? And I think, I think the 11 to a.m. to noon hour of the Tea with Gary B show is the most important part. Now take this energy. Now take this momentum. Now go fucking do. Don't dwell do. Don't, don't complain, create, you know, don't uh, mope make like fucking, this is your opportunity. Please use this incredibly difficult global pandemic tragedy for so many, unfortunately tragedy for so many of them. Be grateful that you aren't losing a loved one or you yourself are not losing your life and go take advantage of it. Go, please go, please go. I believe in you. I believe in you a lot more than you believe in yourself. I believe in the internet. I believe in these platforms. I believe in the opportunity. I believe in it. Please, please use my energy to give you the courage. Please use my energy to be your confidence. Please use my energy to cut out the insecurity and the bad parenting or bad environment or insecurity or bad situation. This is our, this is our fucking shot, please. I love you. Dustin, thank you for being on the ones and twos. I'll see everybody tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern. Please share this. Take a screenshot now. Please share this. Please get your friends. Get a, get a text group. Get a WhatsApp group. Get your, post this on your Facebook group. Let's get people watching the show. It's fucking doing good. I can feel it in my fucking bones. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's review, The Real Deal, written in by Nick Jones 88 says, Gary talks the talk because he walks the walk. There's a lot of crap out there in the world and Gary brings perspective and a get up and go do it attitude that will kick your butt in a gear. The positive vibe he puts off is addictive. Thank you so much for writing in and remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.